started. All right. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Morph Bombs Happier Hours, which has now become a weekly show, we like to call it, with an amazing team of women, Stephanie Waring, our mixologist, Elizabeth Roth, who's gonna, Chelsea Roth, who's going to give you the best tips and what to do this week, Kathy Entwistle, our financial guru, who is going to give you a tip that is absolutely indispensable, and Dina Elnavi from the founder, co-founder of, or co-head of New Jersey Family, is going to give you a hidden gem every single week. And let me tell you, I've used every single one that she's given us. They're amazing. And thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to introduce our guest tonight, Denise Albert, um, which her, everybody knows this, uh, her, who she is anyway, but I'm going to give you just more of a thorough uh, background of what she's accomplished so far. It's literally unbelievable and what she's doing right now. As a former award-winning journalist, she's a TV producer, she's the co-founder of The Moms and Mama Razi Celebrity Events. She's a former senior producer at Good Morning America, former president, exec, and EP at David Blaine Productions. Um, she was the co-host of The Moms on Sirius XM Radio. And not most importantly, but something incredibly important, not only an advocate of breast cancer, but a survivor as well. So I think when you just, I don't even know where to begin with Denise's incredible, incredible range of what she's covered. But before we start, I'm going to ask our mixologist, Stephanie Waring, to <laughs> introduce her drink of the day of happy hour, because once again, we always begin the drink, Denise, and we toast our guest. So awesome. Stephanie, I'm going to ask you to begin our evening today with what you have, what's new, and what drink should we be toasting to tonight? All right. Well, so as I was telling you earlier, we were supposed to be in the car right now en route from New Jersey to Illinois. We decided to leave last night. I originally had planned my cocktail to be called the art of the roadie. Not that I want to condone drinking alcohol whilst driving, but more so if you're being driven in an Uber or a car service and my favorite go-to is a little split of champagne with a straw. It's like the perfect little thing. You don't rely on anyone. No one has to share with you. It lasts you usually the amount of time you're in the car. That's uh, what happens, I think, when you're on the <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sharing my favorite summer Sauvignon Blanc. This is my go-to. It's not. It's nothing crazy. I'm sure you've had it. It's Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. I know it's probably incredibly um, faux pas to have it with ice, but I happen to love it with like one or two ice cubes. It's real. I don't know if you like Sauvignon Blanc, but it's crisp. It's refreshing. It's the perfect summer drink. I'm keeping it simple. I just drove 10 hours overnight. I'm not mixing anything up tonight. This is this is where it's at. And I think it's like $13.99 a bottle. Um, highly recommend. And what Cheers. we were saying tonight about Stephanie's drink is it's not always about the new drink, but maybe the new location where you're sitting in when you're drinking. Yes. That changes. And tonight I'm, so today I'm, you're joining me on Lake Gorgeous Lake, Michigan, and it's a new scene or it's a new, it's a new scene. So cheers to all of you. Cheers everybody to a happier hour. Thank you again Cheers. for joining us. And very quickly, I forgot, my name is Kathleen Smith. I forgot to introduce myself. I'm the founder of Morph Mom. Uh, we're a multimedia company that um, we attempt to help women get to their next step, empowering you through stories of those who already have accomplished that. 
Um, they figured out what to do, what not to do, and are here to share their stories to help you figure it out as well. So who better than to share how to get to that next step than Denise Albert. And once again, Denise, we're so thrilled to have you here. It's an honor, and we just can't wait to hear your story. Not only from all of your professional accomplishments, which are unbelievable, but your personal journey as well, which is equally as inspiring. And again, to help those out there who need to get to the next step, as far as their personal journeys are concerned, could not be more valuable. So welcome and thank you. And tell us how it all began. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Which part? There's so <laughs> many. <laughs> I happen to, I don't know if you know this, but I happen to be um, quarantining for the last four months also with my ex-husband and his wife and her ex-husband. And so um, that journey is, is the latest one that I've been sharing and, and I'm hoping that people have found it, um, you know, to be impactful because as somebody that's also divorced, I think it's really important to co-parent and it's obviously not always um, easy and we certainly had many challenges and we haven't always seen eye to eye and been friendly and so that's the latest journey so which one do you want to talk about there's well i'm guessing that's your next book so right there <laughs> probably because writing for me is so therapeutic and so anytime i go through something i do a lot of articles so when i was getting divorced i did um a series on huffingtonpost.com when i uh was sick with cancer i did some of my journey for people.com and then I did a series with goodhousekeeping.com and now I'm doing something um, about the quarantine. I started just one day when it really all began and I said, oh my goodness, how am I going to date again? I'm dating. And so wrote a piece and I, I shot the, I sent it around to different um, people I know at different places and Thrive said, oh, this is great. We'd love to do it. So then just, I just kept writing. And so I've been doing a series for Thrive Global and um, so, yeah, I don't know about a book because I think I've put so much out there already, but which is fine because if it helps people just by sharing, at, you know, as it's happening or by through my social media, then that's everything to me. So we'll see about a book. I don't know. And Oprah recently shared your story as well, right? You were, and was that the story yeah. that you were sharing? That we yeah. yeah. So I heard from uh, one of Oprah's producers one day that they saw piece I wrote. Um, I don't know if they saw it on my social media on um, the Moms Network Instagram or on uh, Thrive, but I wrote a piece about feeling lonely even though I was living in a house full of people. And I guess that really touched whoever read it and sent it around to the Oprah team. And uh, Oprah had, uh, I guess in a couple months ago, well before the world stopped, Oprah was doing her her live arena tours for WW. And so they moved online. She did a series of four shows that were pretty much her virtual event. Her events that were live became virtual. And so um, so we were on one of her shows, which was really exciting. And, and it was a really, really great opportunity. After joining us, please feel free to use the chat to ask questions or to comment um, to Denise or Stephanie, Elizabeth, Kathy or Dina, anybody. But please use the chat because we want, this is your opportunity to ask those questions that maybe you wouldn't normally get to ask or comments or anything, anything nice. <laughs> but please join us with that. Um, 
So Denise, I want to go back to the beginning. Again, your, your path, you've taken so many different roads. And I'm guessing pivot to you is almost like part of your daily vocabulary and everything right. that you've done. So right. how did this all begin? And did you always know this was the world you would, you would go into? Yeah, um, I started interning. I was always interested in television. And I started interning it uh, when I was 14. Uh, I met somebody on a plane uh, who happened to have been one of the top executives at, M at MTV. And um, I just have always really enjoyed people and I'm friendly and I talk to people because you know you never really know what can come from that conversation or what you might learn. And so uh, this man happened to have been the, like I said, top three people I think. So he offered me an internship and I went to a public high school in Long Island that when I was a senior, I was able to schedule that I could go into New York City three days a week and intern. So um, that's how it started. And I just, I just, I always worked. I always had internships throughout college um, while, while a lot of my friends were really enjoying the college. I was working at TV stations and interning and trying to learn as much as possible and meet as many people as possible in different areas to see what I enjoyed the most. And so I interned and a lot of the internships weren't glorious. Most of them weren't, but you know, just by being around different places, you just pick up so much that you don't even realize at the time. And so I just kept interning. So every semester I worked at a different television station and in a different kind of a department and learned as much as possible and I just kept working and right after college um, I just went straight to work in news. Um, my first job out of college was at Inside Edition. Uh, again, somebody I met on a plane worked there. <laughs> it's so crazy when you think about it. I met um, somebody on a plane during spring break one year and he said his sister was getting him a job at Inside Edition and I had many contacts at that point just from different jobs. And I was like, oh, that sounds really fun. Um, and so I did. And so that was my first real job. And then, um, yeah, I just, you know, to keep learning and doing, working and becoming at Inside Edition. Um, I just made myself indispensable. I was the first one there in the morning and the last one to leave at night because you just, you have to put in the work and, and be around as many who are creative and interesting and learn from them. So is that from there, did you ever think you would become a producer, that you would move to that world? Yeah, that, um, well, I was. I, was I, mean, but, I mean, that's when you went to Good Morning America from there? So from there, I went, I wanted to be a reporter on air. And so I did some reporting work. I left Inside Edition, got a job as a reporter on a local show. And then that show was canceled. And one of my former colleagues at Inside Edition was then at Good Morning America. And so she then brought me there. Um, it's Again, it's just really all about building relationships because she knew me from Inside Edition as being hardworking and always available. And, um, and so I went to Good Morning America that way as a producer. And while I was at Good Morning America, I met my current business partner, Melissa Gerstein, um, and we, she had worked, she was working at CNN and MSNBC and she lived in Canada for a while and she produced Canadian Idol 
And so we both had very similar backgrounds in news and journalism, and we decided to start a company together uh, called The Moms. Uh, and we really both kept our other jobs for about a year or two while we did The Moms on the side. Um, and it was- Where was that? Denise, sorry, what year was that? How long ago? That oh gosh, that is so. That is a good question. <laughs> oh, that was in two. Oh, I don't even remember. Two thousand and nine, I believe. We started as a company called Moms in the City. We had a television show, um, and then we changed our name to the Moms to be inclusive of moms all across the country, not just in New York City. And we launched our Mamarazzi events, which was a uh, spinoff basically of a segment on our television show, which was interview celebrities about parenting. And we wanted to create an event series where we could include mom in person to, to be a part of the experience. And so we created the events. And so that really started in 2012. Um, and we've also moved, we've pivoted online. Our events have been uh, mostly in New York. Person. Uh, we love and have had so much fun, and it's a really great community of women. And, you're and so um, we pivoted oh, oh, tonight with Brochie uh, on Zoom. And uh, yeah. if we're hearing your kids in the background, can you mute? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens, right? We now. love your kids. Yeah. So it is what it is, right? And I'm waiting for my son to walk in any minute. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so we moved our, our events online three months ago. And it's it's really actually, we didn't know how it was going to be, but it's going really well. It took a little time, as, as you guys all probably know, to pivot and to try new things and to still figure it out. And the fact that you're doing this first webinar tonight, I mean, is amazing because it's just, you know, we're all just trying to, pivot and figure out what works. And so I can totally appreciate that. And it's good for you for figuring it out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we're, we're giving it a shot. And again, those listening, please feel free to, to chat and to tell us what you're thinking about this new way and the new approach. Because it's funny, talking to someone the other day, she was saying, I'm just so scared. So what are you, so we're talking about like, what are you scared of? Are you scared of the pivot? And failing when you pivot? Or are you just scared in general of the new? Like what what is it that sort of is the biggest obstacle? And I'm curious, Denise, in all the pivoting that you've done, were you peer were you fearful more of just the change or of it not working when you did change? I don't live in fear. Um, so that actually like that, that thought doesn't, it doesn't ever cross my mind. Um, you know, I think there's ways of making smart decisions and taking risks. Um, and I think we all know that right now with COVID, right? I mean, especially because we're all wearing masks, wearing gloves, being very careful. Yeah. And even that, I'm not living in fear, right? I mean, we were I, I was isolated for many, many months. And now that the world is starting to open up, um, you know, we have to make smart decisions, but I won't, I won't live my life in fear. I, I've had cancer. So I know what that feels like to, to possibly think that you might not have another day. And I refuse to live in fear. 
So it doesn't even cross my mind, you know, if we're pivoting or trying something new with my business. Um, I do it and I just do it. And I think about what happens if it doesn't work. That doesn't even occur to me. It doesn't cross my mind because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And then it's another day and you can do something else. Right. Um, I actually, I was going to say, Denise, I actually knew that before you answered that, just by everything you accomplished, just sort of like the way you were speaking just earlier, that you absolutely were going to answer that way that you have, you just do it. Like it's a just do it kind of a mentality or, you know, mindfulness, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this next. The other thing I was thinking about was Malcolm Gladwell's book, um, where he talks about 10,000 hours, that you really need to put that 10,000 hours in before you are successful and I think you're a perfect example of it you, you know 14 years old you know you started trying to go and and find ways to get interested in in some sort of a career that you were you know wanted to do perhaps or um, you started the moms in 2009 you didn't start the moms last year or the year before like all and it was all a series of I bet you would look back and go I couldn't have planned it better like I couldn't even look back and plan better the steps that I took to get where I am today is that true or it's really it's really funny that you're saying that um, so Melissa my partner she used to just like want it want it want it and I used to say no Rome wasn't built in a day you know right. and so and it takes time and now we laugh because we say if we had had a business plan we would never be where we are right now because we both came from television backgrounds so our goal at the time when we started our company was a television show because that's what we knew and loved yeah. but at the end of the day we didn't we weren't businesswomen we didn't know that we had the capability to do this we've built a media company and community and we're also now pivoting online where we are hoping that we will be successful in, the, in that pivot, which was the Moms Marketplace, which is on our website, themoms.com, where we want to help support other mom entrepreneurs and small businesses by building a platform to help them market and sell their products and their businesses. And so, um, you know, we don't, things take time. Nothing happens overnight. They take hard work and trial and error and, and not, getting it right. And that doesn't mean that it's a failure. It means it's a learning experience to make it better on your journey. So that's, thank you for saying that. It's a really important point. And it's something that I try to share with my kids and any conversation that I have is, you know, things don't happen overnight. They just don't. If you think that anybody builds something overnight and success happens from that, it's just, there are so many hours and hours and hours and years of hard work behind that. And I think one of the things you said, because we've been doing this for a long time too, and understanding that you may think this is it, this is the right thing, it's gonna happen. And halfway in, you're like, nope, <laughs> nope, I gotta read. Or you stumble, you stumble upon something else that just yeah. fits, you know? And the marketplace idea for us came years ago when we had our serious radio show and we would always be, and actually on the NBC show that we had also, we would always feature other mom entrepreneurs. And after it, they would say to us, how can you help me? How can you help me? And we realized other than putting them on our show and sharing their story or helping them, you know, by sharing their story on our social media platforms, there was nothing that we really could do to help them other than just like let people know. Right. And so we realized, wait, we want to be able to help them more. 
we have a voice, we have a platform, we have the ability, we have marketing background, we have the PR background, we have the journalism background, that let's find a way to combine it all and actually be able to help them. So that's something, you know, if you'd said to me 10 years ago, oh, Denise, you, you're going to be working on a, on a tech platform to help other businesses. Uh, I mean, that never would have been in, on my mind, ever. When you were sitting on that airplane way back when, this was not what you were thinking. Um, no, definitely. <laughs> so, so Denise, I want to go to something else too. So when, again, we talked about this before, that not only an advocate of breast cancer, but a survivor of breast cancer as well. And you became very well known also for how a TSA that you were involved in. And can you talk about that a little bit and how that, sure. that road took you? Yeah. So I was allergic um, or I had allergic reactions to some of my treatment. And so I had a lot of horrible, horrible side effects. Um, but I always, you know, took it in stride because I want, you know, to be positive. I think positive thinking is also um, just everything in your everyday. I think if you are able to think positive, even while going something like cancer or now everyone can understand that with what we're all going through with this pandemic, right? Um, positive thinking is just helpful in your every day. And so I had all of these side effects and uh, we had our first business trip that I was allowed to fly finally after a year of not being able to fly. And I flew to LA for one of our Mamarazzi events. And on our way back, I had all of my creams for all of the rashes all over my body. And I was traveling exactly the way that I was supposed to, which is that they were in a Ziploc. I took them out, I handed them to the agent. And they, I encountered two people who I just think wanted to give somebody a sign. I don't think that there was anything, you know, about, you know, it wasn't anything about oh, the whole TSA as a whole. It was like I, people that weren't, doing their job properly. And so they decided to like, you know, make a big thing about my creams and not, and then they wanted to pat me down. And I said, they cannot pat me down because I had a port, so they can't touch me. And they didn't accept that answer. So it escalated. They wanted to pat my head. I was wearing a wig. It was just, so I wound up like ripping it off. And I asked Melissa to um, videotape. As it was escalating, I was like, and she was very scared. She thought we'd get arrested. And I was like, at this point, I don't care because I, I am not going to be abused, you know? And it was a really awful, awful And um, at the end of the day, I posted, we got on the plane. I was hysterical. And I posted it on Facebook, and it really kind of escalated from there. Um, and so, and then I wrote about it, and a lot of media started calling. I had reached out to the TSA because I was trying to get them, I wanted to report these people. And so they wound up reaching out to me and then obviously apologizing. Um, they changed some protocol where they retrained all of their people about people traveling with illnesses. And I, uh, it was an incredible experience because, and, and look, I was also very lucky we had it on videotape, right? So there was no debate, right? So I'm glad that we were able to do that. And um, I wound up doing a public service announcement. I volunteered my time and I worked with the TSA to do a video for them about um, how to travel when you're sick, because I really wanted 
it's really, you know, for not with cancer, but people with anything. I just, you know, we have to do our part also that we're following the right protocol. And I think a lot of people don't know that. And so that was a very pivotal um, time in my life. It was, I'd say, traumatic the next few times that I traveled um, because, you know, I had the same issues, right? And so at one point, <laughs> I think I went through and joked with someone, you know, I'm that TSA girl, like, you don't wanna mess with, you know, just look at jokes. I was like, here's my greens. But um, yeah, it was, it was traumatic for a while when I flew. Um, I actually still wear a wig. And um, now when I travel, I tell them, like when I go through, I'm just like, I'm wearing a wig because they're going to see they're gonna see metal. They're going to see things. I don't need anybody starting to question me. So I always just tell them before I go through. They'll look at me like I'm crazy, but that's okay. <laughs> and going through what you went through and accomplishing, like sort of simultaneously, you know, go, your, your career is taking off at the same time and you're suffering and dealing with all this at the same time what would you say to people out there sort of maybe going through something at the same time and trying to sort of have this parallel life where you're dealing with an illness and all the personal and private things you have to go with but at the same time trying to pursue something that your goal or your dream or your passion at the same time i mean it's really and there were so many other things going on and also um so i was divorced so i was I don't call myself a single mom because my kids have a very active, involved, great dad. Um, but I was, um, you know, when my kids are with me, I am alone with them. So I was sick and alone with the kids. I was in a relationship at the time, um, which was horrible. So I think the first thing is don't ever stay in something that's not good. <laughs> um, so I say, because I guess I, I, I forgive myself now for saying because I was sick. So I forgive myself for that. Um, but, you know, yeah, I was trying to work and be a mom to my kids. And I was very sick. I mean, it was early stage breast cancer, but very aggressive treatment. And, um, and then trying to work. Um, I don't, I look back and it's very, it's, it's a very sad time. I mean, I get emotional. It was a very sad time. And it was three and a half full years of treatment for me and reactions. And, um, and it was pretty awful. It was pretty awful. And I, and Melissa, my business partner, was beyond unbelievable. I mean, there were days that many, many, many days that, you know, I couldn't do anything. And I don't know how, I mean, look, again, I'm, for, I'm in a fortunate situation that I work for myself. I mean, I do not know how people go through treatment and have to go to work every day. It is like, like, my advice is if you know anybody going through this, like, just think about that, like, what you can do to help them. And don't even ask them, just like, drop things off or just do, just do, because it's, most people don't want to ask for help, and they also don't, if you ask them what you can do, they're going to say, nothing, I'm okay, really, yeah. but like, it's, there are so many levels and factors to trying to work, going to treatment, trying to be a parent, whatever kind of relationship you're in, you know, 
um, it, it, it's, you cannot even imagine it. So, um, Melissa was everything. Um, if we had an event, I would just literally say to her, show up and look pretty and smile. <laughs> and like, literally, like, I would like then hide. And like, I couldn't even have conversations with people. It was exhausting. It was like mentally draining. So I would like literally like walk into our event. It's like you turn a switch on, do an interview, and then I would leave. She would do everything, everything. Yeah. When you think, oh, I'm, when you look back on that time, um, and again, this is what I love is about you is your honesty. Hey, Say hi. That's so that sweet. Saying hello. But the honesty that you give, like you know, people need to hear this. People going through this or anything they're going through right now to hear the honesty, so someone as successful as you are and so accomplished and who you meet every day, but at the same time has gone through something that all of us at least know someone or may ourselves have gone through, but your honesty about that is just so, so important and endearing and needed. So we thank you so much for that. Thank you. It's the only way. I'm just, I'm just me, as I share. And I just hope that it helps others, you know, I mean, and it helps me also. I, I mean, it to help to share because then I hear from other people and then we connect. I mean, and it's helpful to just, I, I'm a people person and I love to be around people and I love to hear other people's stories. And, you know, we're just all can learn from each other. And it's just, it's, that's, that's what keeps me going. I'm so inspired, Denise, that you used your platform to speak out in the way you did. I know um, some people, you know, no judgment to anyone. It's so hard. I can't imagine dealing with an illness like that. And for such a prolonged period of time when you're in a very public, you know, you're, you're a very public position out there. So the fact that you were able to do that and share that um, and what happened at the TSA is really outstanding. I'm just thinking about you said three and a half years running a business with someone who was so supportive, but also co-parenting and juggling all of this. How did it change your parenting after, like now you're on the other side, thank goodness your health, you look amazing and you've pivoted your business every which way over a very long period of time. But how do you feel that that um, cancer journey has changed you as a parent and, and the way that you look at your business as well? Yeah, that's such a good question. Thank you for that. And thank you for saying all those beautiful things. Um, so the cancer journey is, it's, it's like who I am now. I can't even imagine not having that in my life. So I'm in a way grateful for it because I think it's just, I just couldn't, I didn't have cancer in my world much before. And so Although I actually did. My father-in-law, when I was married, passed away from cancer. But it's, which is so fascinating because I guess unless it's like really you or like somebody you're actually living with, I don't know that you like actually like understand what people go through. Um, so it's just made me who I am today. And I like who I am today. And I feel really good about it. And so I'm grateful for that. Um, you know, I just really enjoy life and I just, it's made me always enjoy life, but it's just made me, especially now during the pandemic, I think my cancer journey like prepped me for it. Um, you know, I said I'm in Maine right now. I'm living with my ex-husband, his wife, her ex-husband, our kids, 
my business partner, Melissa, actually joined us um, staying somewhere else nearby. We have, we got very fortunate that one of the people, my ex's wife's ex, has a friend who owns different properties here that weren't able to open. So we have like the craziest situation and deals going on right now. And so um, Melissa is here right now. And I mean, she just like keeps laying. She's like, cause she went through my divorce with me and she went through cancer with me. And like I said, my ex-husband and I were, I'd say better than most divorced couples for many years, but we had many problems and difficulties and, um, his wife and I certainly had many difficulties and we weren't friends and there were many years we had never even spoken um, just because of different situations and um, it, you know um, I, I've always hoped and dreamed of the day where we can have peace and friendship and we're there now so it's Melissa just was like I can't believe this I can't believe this I can't believe this you know I mean and this is the way to live, right? I mean, so while it's not the way I would have chosen from the beginning to not all be friends, it's what happens in life, right? With divorce and remarriage and different personalities and things like that. And so the fact that we're all living together right now, and my kids have two stepsisters who they love and who I barely knew. And now I'm a part of their lives forever. I mean, I am like this with my exes stepkids you know what i'm saying it's like so but that's the way to live so when you say like how did it shape it you know i just go with things and it's like you have to do what's best for your family and that's why i didn't really want to do this i wasn't seeking to do this i still would choose to live with other people but this is what's best for my kids right now and for our family and for our safety and health and so um I just always try to keep that in mind in everything that we're doing. Did I answer your question? I might have taken off. Yeah. Alone. <laughs> well, I mean, talk about a silver lining in all of this. I don't think you're, there's any better example of what you're doing right now than finding something happy in this crazy world right now. And I'm sure, how do your kids feel? Are they just so... So happy. happy. <laughs> but struggling in other ways. Right. Just like all of your kids are, right? I right. mean so lonely they miss their friends um so even while you know we're you know my kids never could have imagined living with all of their parents you know it's still it's still not a fun world right now so remote learning is not fun not being with your friends is not fun and it's depressing so we we have like all ends of the spectrum here with that which i think is true of everybody here like there's i guess the benefit is that we all see the bad, but finding something good in this, which you have done, at least can get you through it somehow. Yeah, now, correct. This is a great segue now when we talk about something good to get us through all of this. So we have our tip gurus here today. We have Elizabeth Schulte-Roth who gives us our, our list of the week of the best of the best to get us through this craziness. And then Kathy Entwistle gives us the financial tip that we absolutely need to financially get through all of this, which is the other, sometimes silver lining, sometimes not so much a silver lining during all of this. So I'm going to ask Elizabeth now to share what it is, other than just hearing Denise's unbelievable silver lining in all of this, give us a few more things that can get us through the next week of this craziness. 
Well, first of all, I'm sitting here trying to, to write the uh, script of the sitcom that you're going to do right now, Denise. Oh, it's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, if you don't do the sitcom, um, and uh, yeah, I, there's, Modern Family's gone now, so there's a whole new space for you. So there you go. Um, so I don't know, in, in your household, but my household right now, it's the countdown to Hamilton. So if you don't know that Hamilton comes on Disney Plus tomorrow, um, we're super excited about it. And there's actually um, a great uh, podcast with our favorite, Terry Gross from Fresh Air, who interviews Lin-Manuel this week. So if you have time to listen to that, it's fantastic. And it's very, I love that she did it now because it's so timely. And he talks about um, how Hamilton has so many quotes that really get to us right now. One of my favorite is, uh, history has its eyes on you. So that's going to be a great conversation for a lot of kids. And, I, and if you don't know, already know, with um, different platforms, I think you can do it with Disney Plus, but you can watch at the same time. So that's kind of fun and do like a watch party. Um, and, you know, a lot of people know that I have a 12-year-old and pandemics with the tween. I'm not sure which is worse, the toddler or the tween. Um, but two of my favorite authors are getting together. And this is a silver lining for book nerds like myself um, because... They are doing a talk. So it's Judith Warner, who just wrote, um, and they stopped talking to me, Making Sense of Middle School, and Peggy Orenstein's Boys and Sex. Uh, you might remember her from Cinderella Ate My Daughter. They're getting together on Monday, and all of this is going to be in the chat, so you'll have links and on the website. Um, Monday at 7 from Politics and Prose Bookstore in D.C., and it's a free event, and you can just go on, and I just love supporting our local bookstores. We're obsessed with that. Um, at the same time, we always talk about a lot of mom stuff. One of my friend's husbands reminded me recently that sometimes we can talk about the dads. And so he sent me a link to a newsletter called The Daily Dad, which is very cute and very fun. Um, and I actually learned a few things from it and of course forwarded it to my husband because uh, as they say, every dad needs a little help, which I thought was a great tagline. <laughs> um, and the next thing I would love is I went back in time from another friend who sent me a text who said, if you haven't watched the Slim Aaron's documentary from 2016, get on it now. It was so fabulous. Um, as many of you know, I come from the magazine world um, and I just love seeing his story um, and revisiting with Pamela Fiore. He used to be the editor of Town and Country. And there were just so many beautiful images and, and kind of escaping for an hour and a half. And even my husband got into that, I have to say. So, um, and then on the funny side, if you haven't heard of Randy Rainbow, have you guys heard of Randy Rainbow? Randy Rainbow. Oh my, he's the best. So he puts out spoofs and they're political, but he takes um, kind of Broadway songs or different songs you know. Um, right now it's out there. It's um, Cover Your Freaking Face to the tune of uh, Put On A Happy Face. Um, and it's hilarious. And it's just a fun little, like introduce, if you already know Randy Rainbow, introduce him to a friend. That's all I ask. And that same token, if you haven't seen Leslie Jordan on Instagram, which most of you probably have, there was a big uh, article on him this week in the New York Times, he now has ringtones. So the thing right now we're all doing is downloading ringtones of his, it's his voice saying things. Um, and they're hilarious. They're so funny. And um, you can put them in different people and the links on there as well. Um, and the second to last, I have so many tonight because tonight, there are just a bunch going on. But um, one of my theater friend's sons told me about the National Theater from London um, at home. And so every other Thursday, they release a different play from their archives. Right now, it's Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, 
and it's great and it's free and it's on for two weeks and there's you can go on there and look at all the different archives um but they're fabulous to watch um with your kids and speaking of kids the last one is my daughter always gives a book pick but this time she wanted to give a podcast so she has been binging this um you know she's into stephen king and kind of that world and um stranger things if you're into stranger things this one's called the magnus archives so it's this british company and they're it's really good it's award-winning um and they're different um there are different episodes and it's it's just great it's a really fun thing for i think older kids to watch to listen to um and she says it's she loves it because it, she makes it makes you feel like it's happening right now and it's creepy but in a good way <laughs> so those are my picks love the review and by the way i just put your link to um your newsletter everyone out there so if you click on the link you can get all the links to everything elizabeth just suggested yeah. um, and these are added things as well and then kathy to follow up with that now give us the financial tips that are going to get us through this week because god knows we need that too okay great and you know i I try, I try to make the uh, financial tips fun and interesting because everybody hears finance and they go, ah, too boring. Um, so I, my, my thought for today is get involved with the bigger picture when it comes to your money. Um, being part of the conversation means you have a voice, you have input, you have financial power to decide how you want to spend your money, which actually means how you want to spend your life, right? How you want to live your life. So money doesn't have to be like an icky word or an overwhelming word. This is all about aligning your money to your goals and how you want to live your life. So we're moms, we're busy, we've got the kids, we've got, you know, we're running around taking care of them, we're taking care of the house, we're maybe we're volunteering or we have a job or there's so much going on. We tend to take care of a lot of the daily costs, you know, we're purchasing, we're buying, we're making these decisions, but we're not thinking longer term when it comes to our money. We're thinking day to day. And I would say, think longer term, look at the longer term. So this short term money is the money that's in the bank account. It's not being invested. It's being spent. The long term money is the money that's for your future. And you do need to consider how you're going to pay for things that are important to you, whether it's like your kid's college or your retirement or whatever that may be. And um, if you start looking at money with the long term and getting involved in a conversation around your money and building a strong relationship with your money, you'll start to see how that can affect you in a positive way and how you're empowered and um, feel more comfortable and confident to make decisions that will affect your future as well as your family's future. So again, I always like to say if we worked at heart as hard on learning about our money as we do on helping our kids get into college, we would all be geniuses with our money. Kathy, I have a question about that. With all the volatility right now, and when you're thinking, you know, I think it's almost a little hard for, with everything happening, losing your job, losing your business, trying to figure out how to stay afloat. Sure. How do you navigate the short term and the long term when you're trying to deal with both? Yeah, so we always say, you always want to have an emergency fund. And I think we found that out right in March, whether you were a business owner or an individual, if you didn't have an emergency fund, um, you would panic even more with the volatility in the markets. But if we, if we can have money set aside and build that money, we might not have it today, but build on having six to 12 months of our daily living expenses. Um, if we, if we just put that aside, then when we have this up and down in the markets, 
Um, it's not as scary because we know that's for our future and we don't need to tap into it for today. If we don't have an emergency fund, then it becomes much scarier because we think, oh my gosh, I have to go into that money and it's, it's up and down and I'm going to be taking things out when it's low and that becomes pretty scary. So in any case, um, the emergency fund is your, is your friend and then the investments are for your long-term goals. Thank you for that. God, it's so, this whole crazy world right now is so scary. And Denise, we started talking about that earlier, but how you sort of have to pivot again. So you become virtual, like we've done now with this, and you find new ways to, to continue with your passion or your dream or what you want to do, but how do you make it work in this, and everyone hates this term, I hate this term, this new normal. How do you make this idea that you know is going to work, how do you make it fit in to what you never saw before. So I'm curious, Denise, like how did you guys handle that at first and, and, and even going forward, what are you thinking? Um, that is a good question. You know, I don't think anybody knows the answers, right? We don't know what's gonna happen. So I think everyone, we're just doing what feels right to, to ourselves. Um, that's really all we can do. Um, nobody knows anything. So, well, can, you, can you say, Denise, you're going to pivot and do something like online based on this? They're doing a few things differently than you had well, done we were before. So we had the wheels in motion before that. Right. So okay. Please. Um, I think that the time is as good as any to, to, to do anything. You know, I think yeah. that there's a lot more opportunities right now. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that we can all take advantage of right now. I think that we're from home we've always worked from home but so we're used to that um, but I think that there's a lot of other opportunities available to people especially because now we can all work from home and so if you were a working parent before but weren't able to work full-time because you had to be around for your kids or for daycare or something like that you know now everyone is used to that so it's okay. So I think that there's a lot of other opportunities right now that, that we can all be taking advantage of. And with what you do with interviewing these incredible celebrities that you bring on and, and sharing their stories, do you feel that even now in this crazy time, they're even more enthusiastic about getting involved in this and sharing their stories through this new medium? Or not new medium, but now very well used medium. Right. You know, it's, it's actually mixed. Um, We've hosted over 300 of our events in person in the last few years, and the celebrities always, we've always had great experiences. They've always been really excited to be a part of our mom's community. So that's been really great. Lately, since we've had to pivot, um, at first we had a lot of people reaching out to us to actually host the events. And we had to figure out what made sense for us and for our audience and for our time. And then it went through a wave of people were getting overlooked because now everyone's thinking, oh, they're, you're at home, you're available. And I think what happened is a lot of celebrities became too busy from home and didn't necessarily have time because everyone was available all the time. And everyone needed content all the time. So um, 
but and then it, and then I think you know we're going through this phase of um, a lot of uh, you know divide in the country and a lot of political um, divide and anger and hatred and so you know we're all trying to be mindful of talking about things that matter and not necessarily just celebrity stuff right so and i think that the celebrities are also aware of that and so um that is you know so for us that's been an interesting thought process in how we plan our events and we've actually canceled events we've moved things around we um tonight are including a woman in our community her husband with our videographer for many years her name is ashani uh and ashani is doing online anti-racism courses and she's also a dancer and an entrepreneur so we when the pandemic started and we started doing our mamarazzi events we always tried to highlight a charity as well and um an essential worker and so tonight we've just again pivoted because we think that the conversation that ashani is is sharing and the online workshops that she's doing about racism is really important. And so we always, in our celebrity events, try to include something else that is really a sign of the times right now. Um, and actually, you have a question from Renice. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Denise, do you only interview celebrities? And if so, would you consider working with everyday people now that you're pivoting? I'd love to talk to you. I'm an African-American author. I love that. Thank you for asking that question. Our events typically are celebrities and we are typically including other people. We are now um, including others. So the part of the, one of the main most essential parts of the mom's marketplace is the tagline is shop, sell, support, share. And it's all about a community. And so we are going to be helping people sell their products by sharing their stories. So if you're an author and have a book that you want to um, sell on the mom's marketplace, we do that by sharing your story because we want to hear more about you because we think that, you know, people, if they know more about you, they might want to buy your product and support you more or buy your book and learn more about you. And so everyone can go to the moms.com and there's a place to, uh, join the mom's marketplace and to share and to be uh, a part of the community. And so we are always looking for people uh, like you and all of you. And so we hope that you'll go there. We're also partnered with um, a brand called Poise right now, which we're really excited about because they just granted 15 women $15,000 for their businesses. And then we are going to be hosting workshops with them where we are doing micrograms. So in, we're doing four workshops that are small and private over the next few weeks that five women in each workshop are going to be granted $3,000. So you can also go to our website right now to be considered to join one of those workshops. So we're really excited about that. So we, we always try to do a lot of different things to include and share stories of everybody. Um, now that is a hidden gem, by the way, that we probably didn't know. That's an amazing opportunity. Um, and I also want to say that Beth has also been mentioning how amazing you are as well. I've 
and we can see the chats on the side and everything that you've done, gone through such horrible experiences and in turn pivoted and just benefited everyone else with your story. So again, thank you. But thank you. Hidden gems, as Denise just mentioned, Dina has this, another hidden gem. I'm gonna pivot for a second over to Dina from New Jersey Family, who's gonna share another hidden gem that we can all take home. This week's hidden gem is about lavender, which um, we all know we need stress relief more than ever. And lavender is known for stress relief, improving sleep, um, lessening hot flashes, hello, right here. <laughs> In blemishes, there's so many um, benefits. And right now, lavender is <laughs> and a lot of the farms in New Jersey are um, sort of winding down, but the gem that I want to share is specifically Princeton Lavender Farm. We have one of our staffers who lives in Princeton and has visited, and it's just an amazing place. Um, you know, you can take the kids and, you know, breathe in the scents. It's amazing. You can have like uh, lavender drinks, lavender latte, lemonade for the kids, lavender lemonade. You can get a lavender pillow. Um, you can buy the blooms. You can um, have the kids uh, see the baby goats on the farm. So even if you don't live in New Jersey, I know Maine has amazing lavender farms. Absolutely. Um, it's just a, this is the season. So um, I would say call ahead. We have a story on our site, njfamily.com with all the lavender farms in our area, but call ahead on the weekends. They tend to be open during the week. It's by appointment, but there's maybe a week left two max and then you're at, you're at the end of the season, but it's a lovely way to spend the day. And Denise, I want to take that back to you. And I was thinking about what Dina just said about how you can, again, this hidden gem, you can find something in the middle of nowhere to get you through. So Denise, all that you've done, all that you've accomplished, all that you've overcome, is there a memory, a moment, a person, a time that you can always kind of go back to and to remember, and this is why I'm doing it. And this gives me the strength to keep doing it. And I know there are many problems, but is there just one, I don't know, an interview, a time when you were sick, I don't know, something that you kind of hold inside as sort of your armor to get through other days, tougher days, or just any day? I mean, it's just my kids, really. It's just so simple. And my, my parents, you know, I just, it's just them. You know, and so I, 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 it's not, it's not big for me, right? But I truly, you know, try to live every day to the fullest for my kids because I, you know, it's so important for them to see happy parents and, and it's okay for them to see me sad too. But even just overcoming my cancer journey shows, you know, what my kids learned from that. Now, you know, one of the first things my, my younger son said to me at the time was, um, oh, mom, people don't die from breast cancer. Now, it's actually not true, but he was so young, that's what he knew and thought. And now my kids actually know people survive cancer. So, um, you know, that's really important. So they know, they know that I now, that everything, every day for me is, is joy and life. And that doesn't mean that we, we don't have sad moments or depressing days, or, but you know, it's just, you only get one shot. You might as well have fun. I can't believe, and I can't believe our time is up and what a perfect ending to that. It was almost time to exactly that. If there's nobody who's a better example of that, it's you. And it's, it's with complete honesty because you've overcome a great deal 
to be able to share that message still. And that you've come out on the positive side of that and can share that with us. We're forever grateful. So Denise, can you tell everyone the best way to get, and then we'll go with everybody in the team, best way to get in touch with you, to reach out to you? Sure. Uh, themoms.com is a place to go and just learn more and to join. Um, on Instagram, it's at the Moms Network. And on Facebook, at the Moms Network. And on Twitter, we're at the Moms. Or you can just email moms at themoms.com. So easy. And we'll go through a quick, Dina, what's the best way to get in touch with the Jersey family? You can go to njfamily.com and we're, um, we're at New Jersey Family on Facebook and Instagram and, and New Jersey Family Mag on Twitter. And Stephanie, the best way to get these recipes and the best house in New Jersey as a real <laughs> If you're looking to buy a house in New Jersey, you better call me or else. And you can find me on Instagram at Stephanie where, underscore wearing. Best okay. way. Elizabeth? And I did go to your um, newsletter. Okay, yes. Um, so I'm at Elizabeth S. Roth, R-O-T-H, um, on Instagram. And I pivoted recently, and I can sell you a house in the state of North Carolina, too. So, Woo! yes. Um, talk about getting something done during a pandemic. Um, so, um, and I just want to say thank you, Denise, because um, I've really enjoyed reading your story, and I've been doing some research before we got on today, and it's just um, very, very inspiring. And I really want to see that sitcom. Thank you. Me yes. too. I'm on it. <laughs> and Kathy? Sure. Uh, I'm at Kathy Entwistle on Instagram. Um, and you can also email me at Kathleen.Entwistle at morgansdailyfeedium.com. That's very long. I am coming out with um, a, uh, we, we've been working on this side product for a while, all about money and learning about your money. So that will be coming out soon and who knows, maybe I'll be signing up on the moms.com website marketplace to put that out there, we'll see. But I'm very excited about that too, so more to come. And Denise, we had a question too. Uh, Ronise said, what is your email again for people to reach out? Moms at the moms.com. Thank you, you guys are all so great and I love hearing and reading all about you and what you guys do and I just, I love any community of women helping each other so thank you I can't thank you enough for this and you guys out there Denise and I it's been about five years that we've been emailing each other back and forth there's always a connection you've got to talk to Denise you've got and Kath, so you've got to talk to Kathleen we so when I went back to get Denise's email it popped up from 2015 I think is where, is where I found it so this was a long time coming but I believe there was a reason so maybe, yes. you know, all these things had to come together and this was the perfect way to do it. To finally get together, to virtually be together, to see one another and to share your story. I can't thank you enough for taking your time to do this for our amazing team, for everyone who joined us tonight. I know there were a lot who couldn't make it tonight. So once again, and but reached out to me that we're desperate to hear the story and everything we had tonight. We've taped this. It will be on morphmom.com slash events. The video will be up today. And it's also going to be on my podcast, uh, Morph Mom Moments, which is on iTunes. And you can go to morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com to get all of that and the links. And clearly you want to go back and hear all of these things again and to share them. So once again, I can't thank our amazing team. I can't thank our amazing guests. And I can't thank you enough, Denise, for taking the time out of Maine. I know you have another event tonight to um, share your wisdom, your guidance, and your incredible story with us. 
and to give us the encouragement and the empowerment and the inspiration that we need, especially right now, to appreciate every day and to make the best of it. And we can if we're all together. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And everyone, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Peace.